2: Nobody Panic, the podcast with me, Stevie, and
3: attached, Tessa. Best wishes, sincerely, Stevie. Dear Stevie, um, as per your previous podcast, you did not attach the other guest. Thank you, goodbye, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Like Thank you you
2: refer to yourself as a guest on yeah, my podcast. That's good. That's good. Very much a co-host. If you're listening for the first time, I don't have a guest on. Very much my co-host. I'm the guest. Hello, everyone. And in welcome. A way, I'm the guest.
3: <laughs> in a way, you're the guest in many ways. Come on in. Uh please see the attached email chain. This podcast is all about how to write an email. Because it's just
2: something that you just do a lot and you don't think about it. And I've suddenly realized that there are so many elements of email writing that I, or like getting an email that make me go, oh, when I read it. It's like, we've got to, we've got to get it out there. Basically, I've got to air my grievances, essentially. Mm. That's what, but also some good
3: tips coming your way. Mm. Stevie's got bringing a lot of emotion to the podcast today, as you can hear.
2: I've drank a coffee. That's basically (laughs) all that's happened.
3: She doesn't drink a lot of coffee, but she has started. She's started. And I think we'll all be feeling the repercussions of that. Which actually leads us on to the adult
2: Mm. things of the week. Because before we go into the sort of subject, the meatiness of the episode or just the episode in general, we like to exchange the most adult thing we've done that week to make us feel grown up even though we're absolutely surfing the wave of our 30s and it's st- we're still not running out of adult things because i don't think we ever will stevie what, what's your adult thing bought a keep cup from a new flat white addiction yeah i got a flat white addiction because i was saying to someone the other day oh i don't really drink coffee but in the last sort of few months i've been drinking like one every day and i've really got into oat milk flat whites because they're the sort of you know they're like the most um and they're like strongest <laughs> like oh <laughs> I thought they would, they don't taste, well, the ones that I get, they don't really taste like coffee. They taste like milky joy. And then when I got them, I got one from somewhere else and it was so strong, I felt like I'd taken like everyone's drugs for the day. You know, when everyone takes drugs all day. And anyway, I got a little glass and plastic keep cup thing so I can go black-white in this, please, to help the environment. However, they've not got a little band around it, so when they fill it, the glass gets very hot and I can't hold it. Bit of a flaw. Right. Do we
3: address the bit where it felt like taking everybody's drugs? Do we feel it's a positive thing for you to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop, Tessa. No, I see that.
2: <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> and also, what's funny is this has been creeping up for about a few months, but I think I haven't really mentioned it, and now i have it's all just coming out. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's heavily connected with, um, in 2000, sort of 2000 to like 2006, seeing like Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, um, Nicole Ritchie, always walking around carrying a big coffee and thinking when I get to the big city, I'll just walk around carrying a big coffee. Yes. Never having that because I'm like, oh, I don't really like coffee. Yeah. Drinking one being like, that's not bad. Now I can finally be one of those women. And yes. now I'm on that horse I'm riding that horse straight to my death.
3: <laughs> that horse is galloping, and there ain't scalping. there ain't no saddle or bridle from what I can no. see. Absolutely <laughs> this terrible. is chaos. Okay, mm, awful to listen to. Awful to listen to. People what's will be your... like, people will be like, I think I've put my podcast on on that 1.5 speed setting. Yes. You're going to have to drop down to the half speed <laughs> to listen. Oh, Tessa, <laughs> here we go. Hey, okay. Tessa. Hey, what's your adult thing? Oh, thank you so much, Stevie. Um uh, the first Wake up. thing <laughs> Okay, my other thing is uh firstly to tell you all that we've written a book and you must buy it. It's compulsory. We've got to pay for Stevie's coffee addiction. Come on, we're, we're trying to keep this girl in flat whites um you can pre-order the book it comes out on november the 4th and we are having a launch party that day november the 4th in london and then we are going off on tour uh all around the country um, so do good. come and join us also
2: adult thing we've done this week we've started recording the audio book of it and oh, may yes. i say i was quite worried about it because i was a bit like but we do a podcast and then when we're like reading a book will that just feel really stilted and it is i have laughed so much it's so funny it's basically a litany of like, just sort of interjections. <laughs>
3: like it's, just, but it's like it's so far. Also, Stevie keeps reading lines that she one hundred percent wrote, and then being like, I "Wow, didn't. why did you why did you write that?" And I was like, "You wrote it." she was like I would true. I would never have written that I was like why do you think I left it in I thought wow what a weird thing Stevie's written but Th- I respect it. There's, there's one point
2: where I say something and then I'm like what an amazing point point!" Yeah, I, I wrote that it's yeah. absolutely terrible no I, it's it's entertaining anyway I would recommend downloading the um, pre-ordering can you pre-order an audiobook you know on the November 4th I would recommend getting the audiobook
3: if you don't like holding books because it's a lot of fun or get both oh yeah you could buy it physically just so you can put it on your shelf but then listen to the audiobook for god's sake um and then i actually have an adult thing but maybe i'll save it no okay. i won't mm. i have bought myself for my birthday a Marie Kondo experience holy mother of god i flippantly said on my birthday that that's what i wanted more than anything in the world and then someone was like, all right. And like opened their phone and just Googled "marry Kondo experience. And then they were like, there you go. A woman comes to your house. She, she goes through the stuff. She does it with you. It's oh all I've ever wanted. I no doubt will be telling you all about it, but I'm, I'm really,
2: really excited. I feel like we've got to do a bonus episode, which is just like half an hour of you explaining what happened. I honestly think we should do that because that I need more. I'm going to have yeah. to know everything about that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm, re- I'm really excited I'm really excited. We best get on with the episode. Sorry, just sorry, just flagging, yeah. just flagging Can that. We circle back. Just wanted to bump this up and see if you'd seen it, Stevie. Oh, um, right, and that actually did you know that it was a episode today, and you need to crack on. Actually, that's the... just wondering. Actually, no worries if not. I think at the top of the at the top of this
2: ep, we should um, just sort of talk talk about the the don'ts. Mm. The things that really bother us personally as email senders and women. And then we can look at like ways, you know, like basically constructing the perfect, the perfect re- email really, mm. which is just like succinct. To, I've done it now. Succinct to, to the point, friendly, but not over. So none Absolutely. of this excess business. Shall we begin with the, should we, you go for it? No, you've already done it. The nudge, the nudge email where it's like, t- sorry, did you see the below? And it's so fine to do that. Well, it depends on the deadline, doesn't it? So if you've are, if you asked somebody, like, for example, I used to be a journalist and I'm still on loads of PR lists and I don't know how to get off them because I don't know which ones they are because they just keep clearly just passing my email address to people. So I've tried the whole thing where you kind of put all the emails into spam and stuff so, so they don't keep coming through and then they just pop up again It's like whack-a-mole. But the worst thing is, is they'll invite me to like the launch of a shoe or like the launch of a new patio
3: heater i get told about a new hose a lot the hose lock they're always telling me about a new hose that's coming out and truth be told i do read the email i do i don't don't mind learning about the new hose developments do you realize (laughs) if you click through they can
2: see you've opened it and so you will be prioritized for more hose-based mail and you're joking me no so you can't click on it unless you want like that you, you, you're you now probably on a hose list, which is sounds pretty oh. fun. That does explain a lot. <laughs> it's not only do I not open the email, like okay. I immediately delete it, reported a spam and have never once replied. But then they'll send like three more being like, re the patio heater bonanza, could you pop? Like It's like, okay, so that sort of stuff. If you don't know them and you're inviting them to something and they haven't responded, it means they don't. No, I get like, uh, maybe two hundred of these PR emails a day. Like I don't, I, I'm not going to reply to all of them, and they know that. And so I find that, however, nudging something that is a like an important deadline, for example, if you know you've been asked to do something and you said yes, and then it's like the day, bef- like it's the day of the deadline, and it's like any word on it, that's fine. But people tend to do it now, and this this bothers me so much. They tend to do it. For example, when I used to be again a journalist, I would get. Like an editor being like, "Sorry, can you can can you send this now?" And I'd be like, "Oh, oh uh, okay." And then I would, and then they wouldn't reply for like a week because they're on like they haven't read it. And you're like, this, "Why? Why did you make me? Mm. Well, why, why, why did you nudge me if you're not gonna also read it?" So what I would say is think before you nudge, and just think like, "Do
3: I really need it now?" And am I just being a dick? Maybe. Certainly, I suspect there are two types of emailer. The um the patio bonanza people. So this like relentless nudging, relentless shouting that person. And then at the um, whether faceless or within the company of just wanting people immediately and their time instantaneously. And at the other end of the spectrum are people who are like, ah, I do need that, but I don't want to be a bother. So I'll just not and then they have like endless uh drafts written out of being like sorry just checking on this Not, um no worries but do need it and then they don't send it because they think oh I won't I won't be a what I won't make a fuss and it turns out actually everyone has forgotten it would be helpful if you had nudged so it's it's yes. hard to know isn't it where you so I suppose if you are a if your life's nudger nudge a little less and if your life's um not to worry a worrying bit more uh get get yes, back in the game true Right. You ready for my top number one top tip? Yes. Here it comes. How to write an email? Don't. That's it. That's the first one. Could you call? Could you call no. instead? Yes. No. Yes. Yes.
2: Absolutely not, Tessa. Yes. yes. No. If if everyone who emailed me called me, I would kill myself. That's, no, that can't happen.
3: It <laughs> yes. can't happen. I'm putting my foot down. Yes. My foot's down. That's, I'm sorry. That's what I think. That's what I think. If you are on an extremely long and confusing email chain in which nothing is making any sense, could you just call could this be a 1 minute call that resolved everything rather than everybody just mindlessly emailing call cool. i'm all about it just call in those very
2: long email chains where there's like 148 emails and everyone on there they're all called like Emma and there's like 12,000 Emmas all going like Emma can you do Emma can you like who's doing what and then you and then you ask then that might be helpful but then i mean i can already see this is going to be a nightmare of an episode because then what happens is when someone calls me and gives me loads of information, I also do need it written down because I need to be
3: able to refer back to it. Sure, so you then, can do a follow-up. You, you just pop it in an email?
2: Then <laughs> you're like, better call and an email.
3: I'm sorry, but I stand by it. Because then if the patio people called you, you'd be like, I don't want to come to the patio heater and please could you not ever ask me again. I Done. would get 200 calls Done. a day. No, I'm not having that. You don't, no. Just I send stand by case. it.
2: Send an, e- like, send an email, but then call if it's something urgent or it's been very um confusing or it feels like things have got lost in the email thread then that's fine but if someone just called me and in to invite me to a patio that's a cold call like I'm yeah I'm just I'm not having a day of co- no no right so that you,
3: your first tip Is No, (laughs) no. My first tip is fantastic. My first tip is could this be a one minute phone call instead of another Um, as per blah, blah, email. I just think so many things get lost. So many people interpret things as passive aggressive. How many times have we opened an email, especially one that's got lots of text in it? It's like, here are all my thoughts. And then be like, Oh, fuck me. I'm not reading that. All right, mm. Ernest Hemingway. I'm not reading that, bloody hell. Very good. So you don't read that. The ones that are sassy and have like, could you please, like, it's impossible to get your tone across. Yeah. Listen, once, years ago, I did a large group call. Then there was somebody in the group who used to send up the notes from the call to everyone afterwards. Mm. And he was normally extremely quick and extremely good and always did this. And he was also quite, he was junior to me. Then he had not sent the notes after. And I was like, I really need those notes quite quickly. And I know it's his job. And I want to ask him for the notes in the uh, politest way possible. Mm. So I uh, left it a day. And then I replied being like, hello, hope you're well. Just checking. By any chance, did you do notes from that call yesterday? To which he replied, you know, I did okay, watch your tone there, bucko? Bucko? And then I just like slid out of my body. Like, yes. and oh my chair. God, you know I did. Oh my God. And I just like, I couldn't stop telling people. I just kept reading, showing people the email and everyone was like, you know I did. Ah, And then about, honestly... Three weeks later, I I met him in person. And then he was, and then I was like, oh, by the way, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to say, I'm really sorry about the time I asked you for those notes. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry because I meant to say like, you know, I did like that. (laughs) you know I did and then he was like and then I as soon as I sent it I thought I didn't put an exclamation mark but as I read it back I thought is that like you know I did if it was an exclamation mark rather than you you know I did it still would
2: have been it would have been shrill with an exclamation mark if it had an exclamation
3: mark it would have been you know I did like that um, and so, <laughs> you know, I did <laughs> like, as in like, girl, here they come. And I, and then he was like, I was mortified. I've been thinking about nothing else for three weeks. And I was like, I've been thinking about her you said, you know, I did. And he, and then we had to have a hug. My point is sometimes so much gets lost on these bloody emails that, you know, that, and everyone gets upset about things and people get really take things completely out of context when they're written down that you cannot get re- your emotions across. And also when you just call somebody, Again, not a cold cord. It's like once things have come confusing, it's like, I'm just going to pick up the phone and call them rather than this be this endless, you know, tangled web of passive aggression. If you know I did isn't often passive aggression. It's, and, and also if you were able to be face to face and just deal with those immediately, it wouldn't spiral out of control. And you wouldn't be like, I'm not fucking emailing Sharon from accounts one more time because she is a sassy bitch. And then you meet Sharon, you're like, oh my God, you're so nice.
2: I'll say it and then I'll see if I believe it. When I was younger, I would read into, so if like an, um, someone would message me, message me being like, uh, we'll we'll check on invoice, you know, T, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, well, okay. Well, I suppose you're not that interested in my invoice. You don't want to pay me or whatever. Whereas now I'm just like, I just presume that everyone's very busy. And so a one-line email doesn't bother me. Mm. And so then I do them And it's just, it's what I find with emails sometimes is the best emails are the ones that literally are just getting the information across. Yes, of course, not being able to judge the tone or whatever is a reason that maybe talking to someone face to face. And I think if you're in an office, the tendency is to just slack everything or email if it's a bit more like long or whatever. And you literally never speak to the person, whereas it's so much nicer to just occasionally go and chat to them. If it's especially if it's like a sensitive thing or it's something that you want clarity on that. Would be actually when you actually think about it, would be helpful to see their facial expressions when they're saying it. Exactly, we've really lost. We've lost. We're like cutting out facial expressions of pretty much all work communication. And human beings are meant to read each other's facial expressions while we're talking. Like we're literally designed to do that. So that's unhelpful. But at the same time, not taking emails personally and just keeping the details that you want to get across, rather than trying to. And I think the problem comes. I remember I was ter- used to be terrible at emails because I was overthinking it all the time, and I'd be like, I'd spend ages writing like the most mm. simple email, just just being like, here's a, like here's an invoice. Whereas now I literally will just send an, send an article, and if, if I write an article, and then send an email to the account, just being like invoice attached. That's it, because you don't need anymore. And then offended. <laughs> we're, we're all quite used to emails now, so it's not mm. like it used to be where it was like, oh god, like it's actually pretty much everybody just sort of gets the information across without having to feel like you've got to kind of do like a hot gag, you know, (laughs) like you don't need to. And it also won't read, Um, which is the other tip, which is that when you get an email from anybody, no matter how like interesting the project is or, or whatever, and it's incredibly long blocks of prose, like completely unhelpful. Like you've got to be breaking stuff down into like, here's the main bullet points here we go. Because yeah. otherwise every time, like when, when, when you, when I, the amount of times you're like running for a boss or you're like doing a thing and then you're like, Oh, well, what, what was that? And then you, you look at it and you're like, Oh God, I've got to read like a short story to get to
3: the, the information. Listen, is it information? Yes. Let's get it in clear, <laughs> succinct bullet points as, as concise as we can. Is it confusion? See for confusion. Let's call. Very good. Very right? good. Is there yes. been a? Has there been some crossed? C for crossed wires. C for call. Let's not bother trying to explain yourself on email again. Just call. Just call. Is it? This is the first time you're emailing them, and here's just the information they need. Great. I for I mail. <laughs> Love that for you. That's what isn't that what email stands for? Information mail.
2: Great. Get it out. And en- information mail. Yes. yes. Another tip, and I think this. I think this is quite radical. Yeah. I'm coming in strong. I don't, having sent some myself, I honestly don't believe there are many, and maybe you can be like, oh no, there is this and there's this. I don't think there's really any need ever to send a really angry email at somebody because when you do... You've essentially set it in stone. It can be analysed, raked over a million times. It just sits in someone's inbox. So it's not like what you've done where you've written it and it's gone and you sent it. What what you'll do is you'll go into your sent items and just look at it again and again and be like, oh, maybe that was too strong. Maybe it wasn't strong enough. You'll agonise over it. The person who receives it, like the you know I did person, Mm -hmm. that person will just stare at it. And also as well, tone. So if you want to send an angry email, someone once told me, which I thought was great, and I just didn't follow it because I have sent them since then. Um, but I always, I always regret it is to, if you're really upset with what some, with something some, what someone has done, and it really bothers you to call or to go and speak to them face to face. Because if you're not ready to do that, that means you're not actually ready to even send an angry email because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've not thought through your and, and worked through your feelings about it and the best way to um, approach that topic.
3: That's the thing. I, and once again, uh, C for cross, C for call. There we C-mail. Go. C- <laughs> C-mail. Take away the M. Uh, that says call. <laughs> <laughs> Kale. Kale. Kale them. Kale them. What you should do is start a a, a, micro, a word document on your computer in which you write uh, Stevie Martin. Dear Stevie. Uh, fuck you I, I blah 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 can I just say this has been thing as per blah blah, blah, blah. and then you write in the word document and then you leave it fucking mm-hmm. there okay if you yeah. write it in an email you might feel better for one second and then you will feel instant regret and then it's there mm. and then they haven't replied and blah 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 like if you're not prepared to do it face to face you should not be writing it down so put it secretly in your little fake email section for yourself and then call them and if you're like I don't want to call them I, I hate them or I'm scared of them it's like well then great you shouldn't be writing them an email you know once again mm. don't email that's my whole that's my reason right to no say. no no you still can okay. email but just the, don't send angry
2: emails or emotional emails or confused yes. emails one tip that uh, uh my, my old agent uh had to say and tell me was she at one point said can you like I think this was mean because I was very new and very you know young it's like green she's like can you please can you please stop writing emails with subject lines like help I was like oh I'm sorry because it'd be like I would be like oh god I you know I haven't I can't sense I can't send this and and I haven't been able to like attach this file and and the the deadlines happening so it'd be like subject line help would you mind giving me some help with this but she was like can you please something to help and at the time I was like can you please say that nicer because I feel a bit sad now but Good tip. So make your subject lines literally relevant. That sounds mad, but like, I didn't know that until I was like 28. So obviously the subject lines have to be relevant and uh, keywords for what you're trying to communicate in the email. So then everyone can find it. And, no one, and it's not like help in all capitals about something that's not particularly uh, an, an, an emergency
3: once again it's not kooky kooky business you gotta be you gotta just I always write mine. hello exclamation mark as my subject header and then I've just there got go. hundreds that say hello exclamation yes. mark. pointless what's the point of that and they're yes. i mean, I, fun fun to receive from me I think fun but, but also
2: when you're then like oh cool let's pick up that thread you can't you can't you're, so the I other think person it's like,
3: it is a communication tool and you need to be thinking about who it is you are communicating with and Mm. if you are actually getting the thing you need to communicate across or this is just for you and how you like to do things or is it for them because it helps you
2: prioritize it helps Mm -hmm. other people you're helping the other person as well prioritize where like when to deal with your email because if they have like a million things going on and yours just says hello they're not going to go top of the list whereas if yours says like the urgent Thing that you were both talking, or the, that, that particular project that, and they're like, "Oh yes, we do need to move, move that along for Shane." Then um they will pop that at the top of their list. Whereas hello doesn't come, doesn't really rank in someone's working day, does it really?
3: No, I think I think that's a big part of it. Is like we when we the emails are so often more about the person sending them than the person receiving them. Whereas we need to totally mm-hmm. change. Totally change our outlook on that. Like, I think the fact that we all receive so many spam emails and we're all in a sort of relationship with Lucy from Bloom and Wild um the flower lady. oh my god like she emails me every day and they're not Mm. for me are they lucy they're for you they're for you Mm. to tick off your quota that you said you had to email this many people every day i'm sure she's not really a one person called lucy and god bless you lucy if you are she probably is good luck with your job but like they are they aren't doing if they really were if you really were thinking about me lucy you would be like, she only really responds if you offer her free things. And she doesn't
2: need a daily email about flowers. She doesn't need a
3: daily email. And she certainly doesn't need this new, like, tell us if you want to opt in to not hear about Father's Day. It's driving us insane. And the point is, you aren't thinking about the receiver. You are thinking about yeah. yourself sending them. And I think we just really, really need to be thinking about the receiver. So we got to be like, what does the other person how can I best get what I need out of this when I send this to the person? How do they best receive information? How do they best, you know, what does that person need?
2: I bought a bra recently from a a company. And when I bought the bra, the subject line telling me like, your bra is on the way was... BRB on oh my OMG just opening up the prosecco and then an emoji of a prosecco. And I was like, okay, I immediately regret buying this bra from this place, but I'll I'll you know I'll let it be. It's a bit of fun. And then when I'd received the bra, the email telling me, how was your experience? Could you rate it? The subject line was, and I'm not this is verbatim. Yo, what's the 411,
3: babes? Il Maquillage messaged me every day to say I haven't bought their stuff I have done the quiz it says hey bestie why you leave us why you leave us hanging why you not (laughs) hey bestie this is still here for you girl and I say thank you bestie (laughs) Do you, do you reply every time So thank you thank bestie, you bestie. 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 <laughs> best wishes bestie Bestie. <laughs> best wishes bestie you can use a website called unsubscribe me me um, and then it can unsubscribe like on mass so you just tick 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 yeah oh my god that's an amazing tip okay right listen let's keep this concise as we have told people to do sorry. um let's just quickly establish um, if you are at the other end of the nudging scale and you never ever you know you're, and it's always just wondering can I have this and so sorry to be a bother but you haven't paid like if you know just you don't have to be so sorry please could you pay me just like uh haven't been paid for this many thanks doesn't need to be no sorries. I use a Gmail plugin called uh, Just Not Sorry in which it goes through your email and it underlines every time you put sorry or just or wondering or no worries or too many exclamation marks. And it underlines them and says like, do you really want this? Yes, very good. And also I do a lot, I think a lot of us do a lot of exclamation work and just to show that um, we're fun and not mean, but you haven't paid, not to worry. Like, so I think we can all, uh, treat yourself to one exclamation mark per email. Ooh, ooh. Yes. That's a Use it as a little softener if you feel like it's got a bit too
2: abrupt and you use yeah. a little bit too pop a little exclamation mark in. If you've wasted it on hello, then
3: you sorry, you've already used yours up. Sorry. You wasted it. You wasted um it. I do an x in all of my communication, even with the bank. I uh okay. I, don't, I don't care. Um but I understand. I do an it. s I know you used to do SX.
2: <laughs> which then it, it autocorrected to sex. And so then I had to never do it again.
3: <laughs> so that was the end of that. So now C yes. V is a, a sharp S with her I, I feel very powerful about the S mm. because I feel like it's not not friendly, but it looks
2: like I'm a woman on the go. It communicates a lot without me having to communicate it, which is just that like, I'm not fucking about, I'm not writing my full name. I don't have time. So then, then like I'm communicating it. to the other person. Don't waste my time, which I think is, um, I don't want to ever say that to somebody. Don't waste my time. It's an incredibly abrupt, rude thing to say, but I also cannot stand my time being wasted. That's putting a lot on the letter S. Too much, arguably. But it's like with anything, it's like when when we do, um, when we've done that episode about work-life balance and boundaries if you don't set those boundaries yourself, then other people will treat you accordingly. Mm -hmm. For example, if you're sending work WhatsApps outside of working hours, you will receive them. So if you're sending emails that are like rambling or like over the top or or just very long or you know whatever, then people will be fine doing that back. Whereas if you're quite concise, send the emails that you would like to receive is what I'm saying. In a way, a very biblical message.
3: Mm, That's really all we can tell you. Send the emails that you yourself would like to receive.
2: Difficult for you though, because that would be like in the form of a treasure hunt and in like uh, like poem
3: form. No, the answer's no. I wouldn't like that. Your, your business on the email, fun in the letter writing. That's right. I'd rather you called me up and we did a treasure hunt in person. But no, I, I want my emails just to be crisp, clear and under control and simple. And I've never tried the tea, but I'm going to try it. Also email signatures. Um, some people, uh,
2: I find it interesting how some people like don't, have them and it's actually very helpful to have them so depending on your um your job obviously but like you know do make sure they're up to date and also do have the relevant stuff on there because it's you know it is a free in a way it's free advertising space for yourself isn't it Mm. so um but of course people go too far have like huge photos of themselves and pictures of like trophies and it's like don't do it so you, you people are scrolling down. to scroll down past your signature for ages. But do have an... Like, make sure that it's up to date. I'm saying that mine... I'm just realising now isn't.
3: I think decide if you are um, in the too much nudging or not enough nudging bracket. If you're too much... Mm rein that in kid and if you're not enough get yourself out there put the thing in the signature follow things up let's get mm. going you know your time is just as valuable and if you're at the other end do remember that other people have got lives and we don't want to go to the patio heater launch we're sorry
2: i mean i hope that was a helpful i hope any emails listening weren't offended by that
3: mm. you i know do too. i think they weren't offended i think they think no i began said- as a an efficient way to communicate and suddenly i've become this thing that people hate i would love if people loved me again I would love that.
2: Tweet nobody panic pod or t- um, at Tessa Coates.
3: Yeah, come on and follow us. Come follow us physically to the book launch. uh We'd love to have pre 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 order the book. Order the audio book. Um, it's available everywhere: Amazon, Waterstones.
2: You can walk into uh, your local bookshop
3: and pre order it. You can do anything. Ask ask your local bookshop to get it in. That'd be a bit. Oh, be fun, man. wouldn't it? And then and Ooh. then when it's there put it in the window, take a picture of it, take it back out of the window again. <laughs> Very
2: good. <laughs> That's yes. all we want. <laughs> Make a window display illegally and then illegally. remove all the books from it. <laughs> That's what I would like you to do. <laughs> Very good. Um, yes, and we, we will be back next week. Please do email us, at gmail.com if you have any subjects that you'd like us to tackle. And I, I'm not going to drink as much coffee between now and then. That's my aim for the week, personally.
3: Yeah, have a fantastic email. Have a fantastic email. (laughs) Have a fantastic email. (laughs) And send a good week. And send a good week, guys. And we will see you next time. T-X-O-S. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. How old
0: up?
2: Blue Sam's Perfect
1: Brands.